Welcome to the first inaugural kind of episode of the By Us podcast. My name is Eric. My name is Ebony. And uh, just to give us a quick little background on each other, uh, I'm an art director uh, working at an ad agency, do photography, design, videos, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I go to school still. I'm in my last semester, but I'm currently freelancing as a DJ, a photographer, a graphic designer, the whole nine yard, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is our podcast. Uh, yeah, it's the By Us podcast, even though both our names start with the E's. Yeah, we probably should have tried to. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, but the, the actual uh, kind of main focal point of this podcast is two advertising kids uh, dissecting uh, music and pop culture, because I feel like we have a different perspective on it, because we get to see a lot of things from the back end. Yeah, definitely, especially like um when you're a designer or art director in this case you kind of like see it from like the agency side of you and then for me I see like the artist like business side mm -hmm. so like even though I'm an artist myself and I'm like always constantly like having to do my own billing and income and and stuff like that and just seeing like how people treat you as an artist and like what they expect from you and they kind of just see it as like oh you can bring us this, like this money, and you're exactly. like, ah, not if I get the money first. Yeah, you're like, but but my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that kind of leads us into our first like episode for the podcast. Yeah, which is <laughs> our first episode. We're actually gonna dive into, <clears throat> we're gonna dive into uh, creators versus corporations and look at a couple of cases in in uh, in music and pop culture, respectively. Uh, to look at how these creators have dealt with corporations and what we as creatives can then take away from that. Yes, definitely. So I guess the first topic we're going to go into is Joe Budden versus Complex and Verizon. Yeah, I, I, count, I count Verizon in this because I feel like they probably have uh, some decision-making power mm -hmm. within Complex. So for those of you not in the know, yeah. um, real quick summary – um, Complex had a well has a a running show on their YouTube channel, which is essentially like first take for sports fans, where uh, Joe Budden, um, DJ Academics, and Nadeska uh, debate hip hop topics. Yeah, um, that's about it. That's yeah, that's about <laughs> it. And, and unfortunately, uh, Joe Budden, uh, who was the biggest draw for people to watch the show because he's a hip hop veteran and also kind of a media veteran. He's had radio yeah. shows and stuff. Um, he left the show mm -hmm. in late December, yep. which caused a bit of a stir because Nadeska and DJ Academics already renewed their contract. So it was like, what is the show going to do? But Joe Button, being the smart creator that he is, uh, actually started to point out some of the reasons why he decided not to sign back, which we're going to kind of dive yeah. into now. Do you want to take one or do you want me to just jump in? I don't uh, care. You can jump in. Okay. Because I, I kind of already get like the idea behind it and it's just like more so like understanding the story mm -hmm. before we kind of go into like why it's really important for like art like artists and independent artists like take these things away real. like use it to them for like for themselves very very real so um essentially if i had to break down what would be the the biggest reason for him to have uh left the show it had to be a combination of lack of passion from the perspective of the corporations mm -hmm. but also them wanting to uh exert way too much creative control and also not compensate him when uh other businesses came into play yeah so uh, especially nike oh man we could just jump straight into <laughs> nike. we could just go straight into that so essentially so everyday struggle was pretty popular we're talking a couple hundred thousand million views a day which is pretty good because when stuff like that happens it boosts up the entire network yeah right so nike comes to complex <clears throat> 
and says, hey, uh, we want your cast to wear these Air Maxes on your show, which is completely fine. That's a fine thing that people like brand partnerships and things. Yeah. Do. But it's important to note from the creator standpoint, companies get paid for this. Nike isn't asking Complex to do this for free. Complex is getting a check from this. But Complex did not uh, split any part of that check with uh <clears throat> With Joe Budden, DJ Academics, or Nadesco. Yeah. Which is a problem for a bunch of reasons. Like, at first, definitely for sure. Um, when you bring in third-party vendors like that, like, the amount of money we're talking is is very ridiculous. And when you yeah. consider that Joe Budden himself actually started the show, that's a big that's a big red, big red flag. And this started, like, kind of early on. I think this is, like, before the BET stuff. So this is, like, yeah. around this time last year. Yeah. It No, this is exactly the same amount of time. And it's kind of, like, really important for people to, like, understand, like, what this means for you guys. So, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I see people work with, like, other designers and other artists. But it's, like, we kind of don't look at it the same way because we're, like, all on the same level. And we all don't really have that much money. But, like, with people like Complex uh, and Nike, they have a lot of money. So, when you create something, like, imagine being a creator in this situation and you're not getting any correspondence that you're supposed to do this until like the day of like, hey, you have to wear these shoes. Yep. You're like, wait, what? I did I sign on for this? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like he's he like signed for this and this is like working outside of his contract. Yeah, this so, is definitely working outside his contract, which is something that unfortunately happens to creators and creatives a lot because mm-hmm. a lot of the times the, the mindset is unfortunately like we're giving you this opportunity in this platform, so you need to kind of just be grateful and do whatever we want. Yeah. And then if you, like, look into the BET stuff, like, that kind of, like, like adds on to, like, the whole situation that Joe Budden has with Complex. Yeah, like, to, to break that down really quick, honestly, that was messed up for two different reasons. One, they asked Everyday's Struggle to broadcast live from the BET Awards, which was in L.A. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, that was not in their contract. Mm-hmm. Again, so... They all have to fly to L.A. and be there for a week, which means that they're not with their family, not doing anything else they had planned, and they're not getting compensated extra for it. And to make matters worse, this is less of a creator's thing and more of like just a, a shitty company thing. Yeah, like a business move, honestly. Joe Budden was trying to explain to them that they that at the end of the day, like if they're throwing out these hot takes on this show, they need security, period. And uh, Complex was not, they did, actually not, was not, they just did not provide security until <laughs> uh, Vic Mensa, like, popped off on them. Yeah. When Vic Mensa popped off and let it be known he had an issue with academics, all of a sudden there was money in the budget for that security, even though apparently Joe Budden told them, like, eight weeks in advance, like, or not eight weeks, like, something, I don't know, I forgot however long, like, yeah, before Yeah, but they, either but way, like, he did say something beforehand. And, and they told the him point. that it wasn't in the budget, but now all of a sudden, once they realized it was a legitimate security risk, which is funny, because then the Migos thing happened after... And they still didn't have enough security. But yeah, man, <laughs> it's like all a huge sigh. <laughs> there's a yeah, there's there's there was a lot of a lot of shady inner workings going on uh, between them because I, at the end of the day, I don't think Complex uh, necessarily respected him as a creator. Yeah, which I think ended up being to their detriment in the end. Hmm, how so? Um, they replaced him. And the show isn't as good. That's like, it's not as good nor as popular. So, like, the, it, and I think the worst thing about it is not only is the show not doing good, by extension that... That whole YouTube channel for Complex is just... Yeah, whole YouTube channel, like, I think... And it's funny because, like, people, they launched another show basically off the success of Everyday Struggle. They launched that show with Mia Khalifa. Oh, okay. Out yeah. of bounds. Yeah, some some shit like that. Yeah, it's just like it's, that is just basically first take, but like with a porn star, which I, the internet is weird. <laughs> Don't look into that. But um, 
So, yeah, there's just like a lot of things that to look out for. And I think one of the most interesting ones that we could talk about from an advertising perspective, because I'm not sure how familiar people are with this, is uh, native advertising and the yeah. Spotify thing. Oh, yeah, with the Rap Caviar playlist. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Do you want to do you want to tackle that? Or actually, let me just really quickly explain. Yeah. So native <laughs> advertising, you can take the rest of the topic, but native advertising itself is um, when companies basically try to, like, sneak in uh-huh. like an ad as best they can mm-hmm. at its most moral it's good because you can like sponsor good content and have like your brand associated with it yeah at its most negative it's literally trying to sneak an ad into actual news yeah like the only time it really succeeds is when people like buzzfeed use it and it's i think it only succeeds for them because they've been doing it for so long they that people have. people just kind of just like eh, it's just buzzfeed they don't even know <laughs> people don't realize how much content that they consume on a, especially from places like buzzfeed is just is just native ad advertising yep all of it is I, but i have to say my favorite one that they did was with um orange is the new black hands down yeah because yeah. it was really it was really good that's like i think to me that's it at its best mm-hmm. um but yeah you could talk about what they did with the spotify thing with complex i forgot oh i got you i, got you, got you. <laughs> I just see this it secures mm-hmm. a deal with spotify for a native advertising piece about their acclaimed rap ca- caviar playlist did yeah. they not like know that they had like a s- playlist is that no so what it is so basically <clears throat> Uh, Everyday Struggle Again, they talk about hip-hop topics every day. So Spotify approached them, and they, they said to them, we want you to talk about the rap cav- caviar place, which at the time they were oh, promoting. Oh, on the show. Yeah, on the on show. On the show. Mm-hmm. Nah. Okay, okay, I remember. Yeah. Nah, that's that's full. That's full. Right. And <laughs> they wanted them. I, it wasn't that they wanted them to talk about it. It was that they wanted them to talk about it and wanted it to appear organic, which is unfortunate because I actually think that if they had waited, it would have actually been organic because it rose so much to prominence. But anyway... I say all that to say, like, Spotify asked for that, for them to do that with uh, Joe Budden. And, uh, again, like, whenever these companies interact, there is money being exchanged. Spotify yeah. is a giant company. Again, Joe Budden, not compensated. Again, Joe Budden, not even consulted on this. Yeah. He didn't, they didn't ask him if he wanted to do this. They were told, you have to do this. Yeah, last and minute, like, just on the spot. He told them no. And uh, everyday struggle, this is, I think this is where I start to, like, really get offended or a little feel a little disrespected as a creator as a creative because everyday struggle was just gonna do it without joe budden they were just gonna do the rap caviar topic on like a friday when he wasn't working mm. which and it's and that's his show right but spotify told them no Ooh, spotify spicy. was like we want we want all of you guys to like yeah. do this and he has the most insight so why would oh yeah like why waste money on something that you like you want one artist specifically exactly but it's like his show because it's like his his work yeah he's the <laughs> like, he's, he's the a creative focal point <laughs> literally of this show so like what is the overall message of this like i feel like the theme is like knowing your worth as a creator yeah because like, i don't i don't i feel like honestly a lot of us if, if put in this position mm-hmm. uh especially as young and up and coming creatives would have been more likely to fold. And I, I understand the, the reason behind that you want, you want some sense of financial security. You want to like kind of build and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, Joe Budden is, he's more established so he can, you know, kind of uh, at least fiscally afford to say no. But I would argue that as a creator, once you let something like that slide, it's easy for a lot more to progressively slide. Yeah. And I think that one of the biggest takeaways is, um, I think that Joe Budden's handling of this as uh, not a creator, but as a business person is, is kind of where we, where we should be looking Mm -hmm. because basically um, 
if you know like he he talked about all this in great detail in december which mm-hmm. means that like he's been keeping mental notes or to some degree like yeah of, of how this has been going and, and he was he had a little black book by his desk he was i honestly <laughs> i honestly think he might have because like he's like thinking back to like specific dates specific conversations he's had with people and stuff like that so like he I, has all the receipts. No, he really does. <laughs> he literally so, has all the receipts. First off, one, if anything like this even starts to happen to you, you need to document it. Yeah. Put but it in email. Don't, like, <laughs> don't, yo, take it in text, too. Just, like, just yeah. pay attention to, like, yo, pay attention to the to the business practices that people talk about online. Because, like, I know, like, it sort of seems very, like, wordy and, like, too professional like too like intimidating like the stuff that is on there like it's very helpful like if someone says take notes or like send an email like like literally do that yeah i can't like tell you the amount of times where i get angry at people that like want to book me for stuff or like ask me to do things and it's through text and i'm like i'm sorry i'm gonna have to get that in email (laughs) i need i need need something to go back to i need like something that proves that this interaction happened like we know like we each know time stamp Mm -hmm. and i think in part that's why Joe Budden left in the frustration because I would imagine that Joe Budden made it evidently clear how he would like things to go and he's mm-hmm. repeatedly making things clear throughout the entire time. Yep. But lo and behold, Complex, the actual major company with way more money in a in a I would argue probably uh, a much more extensive and like maybe knowledgeable history of how business itself works yeah. was trying to screw them over. Which, I, yeah, man, it was... Basically, Complex Zero, Joe Budden won. Honestly. Or three. Honestly, yeah, in the <laughs> long run, it might end up being that way because the show isn't doing as good now. None of the other shows are doing as good. And apparently... Like the four, whatever that is. Oh, no, that's Diddy. That's on Fox. That's Diddy's That's Fox? Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Is he... So, wait, um, Joe Budden's with Revolt, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, like officially? Um, I don't... That's the thing, though. No one knows what they actually did, okay. though like that doesn't help me <laughs> oh no because like <laughs> no, no. they like they signed some kind of deal mm-hmm. but no one's uh, i think i don't I, I would assume whatever it is is still under development because that stuff like that takes some time yeah and i would also assume that if they're if they're gonna recreate the show they want to make sure that like they don't you know uh get sued <laughs> yeah can you get sued for syndicating a show that you were created it depends on what the contract says. If the contract says the complex owns any and all rights to everything, everyday struggle. That's true. Then yeah. like he might just have to do it under a different name and change the format a little. That's literally like how like publishing and like if you want to be a freelance writer, like it's exactly the same way. Yeah. Like if you want to do a like do an article with someone like like the New York Times, they, like if you sign a work for hire contract like you they have the rights to that whole like content like, oh i know i because when i was i was a concert photographer in milwaukee mm-hmm. and oh, they had man. me sign like a thing that was like we own all the rights don't publish any high resolution images that you took here without uh without our permission da, 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 da. i still do they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah I, was gonna, I wait but isn't it like a time frame like i know like some say like 30 days to like a year and they're like they're like post. no don't don't like, yeah which um, it was yeah hella illogical because they would have me take wild high resolution photos and upload like a 240 by 240 picture yeah and i'm like i don't know who this is for who the hell do they think they are i don't know but <laughs> i was like i'm keeping all these and i have all the high reses so speaking of high res and not being able to post it onto your own platforms dewey saunders that's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of vice versa but it falls in line with that topic yeah like, man that's another case study so this one might require a little more background but i'm gonna try yeah. to like burn through that real quick so we can talk I think about he, i think you can do away. that okay so dewey saunders is a visual artist uh 
I would argue that he might be most known for designing Anderson Pac's uh, album cover, yeah. Malibu. Um, he does a lot of other things though, so he's not just like a, a one-trick pony. So he does like uh, collages, portraits, everything. He does a lot. He does. So Dewey Saunders pretty got pretty popular. Uh, so his his collages have a very very clear visual theme and style to them that makes that separates his work from uh, that art form as a whole. Yeah. Um. So he started working with Ray Ban. Which sh- cool shout out to him get that bag bro, um, so he was working with Ray Ban on some social media content of theirs and uh, essentially you know like the way he works his 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 collages really complemented the Ray Ban look very well, so he does like I want to say maybe ten or so posts and yeah. then I notice that they stop and mm-hmm. then I notice they restart again, but Dewey isn't retweeting them I actually he quotes it and was like I actually hey guys I didn't do this one and I'm like what do you mean and I looked at it. Come to find out, Ray Ban uh, replaced him with Hype Beast, mm. which I I still don't fully understand. Mm-mm. But long story short, so they were having Dewey, so they commissioned him to do these collages. And I personally have the theory that Dewey Saunders, shout out to him. I think he, I feel like he knows his own worth too much, and he knows. Yeah, his he was smart from the beginning, to be honest. Right, and <laughs> I think that they they decided that he wasn't worth the money which is a decision that's a business decision that yeah. happens often um and but i think what bothered me the most was having hype beast uh recreate just recreate his very very unique visual style yeah. I'll, I'll put poorly some yes that was <laughs> the worst part i'll put some links in so you could like actually see what i'm talking about uh while you're listening but um like I said, Dewey has a very clear style. He puts yeah. a lot of thought into it. When you're making these type of hand-cut collages, you can't just stick stuff together. Yeah, like, he, it's very precise, and it's kind of makes me remember, like, this book by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I think it's Outliers. I think in a ch- second chapter is 10,000 Hours. Yeah, Definitely. Exactly. That man put more than 10,000 hours into 10, that. 10,000 hours, and it's funny because... Once you look at the next post mm. by Hypebeast, you can immediately tell this is done by someone who doesn't yeah. do this. Clearly, you see like it, like the paper is ripped on the side. Like someone probably yeah. like used like duct tape on the backhand. Like everything <laughs> about this is like super hastily and like kind of shittily put together. Yeah, like they were rushing to do it. They're like, shit, we can't afford to put these other pictures up. Maybe we should just make our own. Recreate this real quick and just post it on Instagram. And honestly, it's I like, wouldn't be. I have to double check, but I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't do physical collages. If they just did like digital stuff from Photoshop, yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. That's true. But, like, again, like, going back to, like, the original argument, like, how would that affect, like, Ray-Ban? Because, like, they're not getting sued or anything like this. Like, they're not facing any, like, they're not facing any charges based on it. And it's it kind of sucks because it's, like, going back to, like, knowing your worth. And luckily, like, Dewey was able to, like, know, like, what he was. And it sounds like he presented it to them. And at the time, they were like, oh, yeah, like, we can definitely afford this. We can afford you. You're very talented. Then it came to, like, the middle. They're like, oh, my God budget <laughs> yeah and i'm trying to figure out what the issue was because i feel like he would have told them his rate yeah like up front. i'm pretty sure he did and I, I think that maybe they overlooked something but it was just really bad on their part for not being transparent with him and just going to hype beast and like recreating his designs absolutely but. i think that's the i think the worst thing about that is and actually you know i think the worst thing to me is i'll forever look at both of those brands with a pretty unfortunate light you mm-hmm. know, because like for ray-ban to kind of to one acknowledge someone's artistic ability yeah but then in a moment's notice immediately disrespect it yeah is 
is a huge problem to me. And it's funny too because if you go look at all the ones that Hype Beast did, yeah. every comment is just being like, "This is trash. Bring Dewey back." First of all, Hype Beast is not even a creative agency. They're, yeah, Hype Beast is a magazine. Yeah, they're literally an entertainment website that talks about sneakers and hip hop. Like, come on. Yeah, I which I, <laughs> off top, I'm like that doesn't even make any sense at all. Like what? that's like going to they basically would like they went from like a chef who cooked something and they're all like. You fix cars. You could probably make a good burger, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like, wait, what? What? No. <laughs> that, there's no correlation, sir. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> I don't know. I think that like one of the biggest takeaways is like, I think that I think Dewey probably presents what I would imagine is the more real, unfortunately realistic reality that we as creatives are gonna encounter. Yeah. More consistently than anything else, like especially with Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Not all of us will face that to like a grand scale, but mm-hmm. like something with Dewey Saunders. I feel like all of us have either already like come towards that obstacle or coming to it. At this Absolutely. Point. Like it's really ridiculous. Like I can't tell you the amount of times where like that's happened to me. Have you seen the meme or like the the video with um Jeffrey Almonte? I have no idea. What come that is. on! I've never I asked heard you that last time. So this is video with Jeffrey Almonte. He's like from uptown New York. And basically, gang, gang. He, <laughs> he's basically saying, "I don't do free shoes. Like, what's your budget look like?" Like, oh real yeah so that's like this like ah, i wish you would watch a freaking meme i'll watch, I'll, I'll watch it after just, we might include it in the links we might not uh, <laughs> i love it because like now all of my pictures on instagram now like whenever i take pictures like the bottom like i te- i use a hashtag i don't do free shoots i mean like, but really though like i, I feel like I, I think that's one of the things that sucks so what's your budget no but really though what's your budget because i had to learn how to do all this stuff you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't walk into auto zone and be like fix my f- car for free oh my god it's like you <laughs> sorry we're, we, you we clearly <laughs> we clearly have hit a sore spot so while she deals with that i will say that uh, again like i think that the larger point with with the joe button one is i think the joe button one is like best case scenario for a creative it's best case scenario where a company tries to uh kind of screw you over but in and the end, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your platform, you can take that somewhere else. And the place that tried to screw you over is actually kind of low-key suffering. Yeah. How can someone, like, at a much lower caliber, like, be able to, like, swing their way through that? That's the thing. I think you have to just, you have to have conviction. I think mm-hmm. that's, and, and you have to actually be willing to, like, to, like, stand on your art and lose a little bit. Because, like... I don't think Dewey lost anything because he's got a lot of other different endeavors going on yeah. right now. But I'm sure he would have also liked to have the Ray-Ban stuff coming in. Yeah. So I'm sure when they told him, well, not sure, but I would imagine when they told him there was a budget change, um, that he could have changed his rate if he wanted to. Yeah. But as a creative, he decided to stand on his conviction and be like, no, I learned this. I know this. I love this. Like, you're not going to lowball him, especially when, you, again, we're talking about Ray. We're talking about a place where, like, I think actual Ray Bans are like, like two hundred dollars or something. Like yeah, that. no, it's definitely like around that amount. So, like, it's not like this is not a broke company. They can afford his rate. So, I think that what we need to take away is like Joe Budden, best case scenario. Dewey Saunders, I think, is kind of what we should aspire to be <laughs> in, in 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 that regard. Where you're like, yeah, I'm standing on this. I'm not. I'm I'm not going. You know, I totally feel that. Uh, but like, yeah. I think I think is that is that all for this first episode? Yeah, that's it. Man, we really burned through that one. We did. It was like thirty minutes. Not actually, even. You know what's actually making me mad? What? So I'm looking at their website right now, mm-hmm. and I can't tell. Like I can't. F- I'm like fair. I'm I'm kind of sure. Do we may not have done this? I can't tell. 
but it, it is like collage themed mm-hmm. and that even puts me in a weirder space because like if he did do the site not including him on social is more disrespectful but at the same time if he didn't do the site and y'all did this after the fact that was something else you could have just commissioned him to do that's true but like do you know if maybe it's also like something that they already like had right I, that's the thing i don't yeah. i can't speak okay. to that i have to check like i don't actually i don't even know where i would check but yeah i don't i don't know where you would check either to be honest but i don't know i think i i again like i just think as creators we need to be aware of these things and kind of focusing on them just because you never uh i don't know i think this is stuff that we should all know and and no one tells to us sometimes yeah no one ever does tell us anything and it's kind of like the whole point of being a artist a person a human being is like we're kind of just all going through it (laughs) yeah so we figured we can highlight some stuff and, and share what we come across and everything so yeah yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it for the first episode. Yeah. Shout out to us for having a short podcast. Yo, facts. The yeah. last one, I don't even want to talk about how long the last one is. Wait, the, the first last one or the second last? Because, like, like, the what? first first one was long, too. Oh, yeah, it was. We recorded a couple times. Yeah, guys. we did. We're, like, perfectionists. Like, yeah. can't you tell we're creatives? Like, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, this is, like, our fourth time recording. <laughs> this is our first episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> but at least we, all right, anyways. All right. You can follow us on um social media we're only like the podcast really just has like a twitter i feel like that's more prominent for us because like i'm always on twitter anyways yeah and i'm just retweeting like bullshit anyway <laughs> so this is like you can follow us on twitter by us podcast is there an underscore nope no underscore okay i know it this time okay cool by us podcast by us podcast on twitter you can keep up with me on my all my personal channels at my name's e m y n a m e s e and you can follow me at Unrated Ebony. That's U N D E R. It's what? I I'm you spelling because <laughs> that's everyone. Okay. I heard U N D. Yes, because I. Oh, because everyone keeps saying underrated. Underrated, yeah, yeah. it's unrated. U N R A T E D E B O N Y. Bam! There you go. Boom. Boom! And that's been the first episode of Bios Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>